Hello and welcome back to University Radio Bath. This is SU Election Week. We are joined with Ben, who is running for sports can- uh, sports officer. Um, how are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Great. How's the first day been? Uh, it's been a bit chaotic. Obviously, <laughs> questions for candidates, which all like, all new experiences, but it's all part. How of did it. the questions for candidates go? Was it right? Yeah, I think it went alright. Obviously, my mic wasn't working there, so hopefully <laughs> it's here. No, um, it's fine. It's all you hear you all loud and yeah. clear. That's good. Um, so, could you just quickly? Um, Tell us a bit about yourself and then summarise your manifesto just very briefly. Cool. Um, so I'm Ben. I'm currently chairman of the hockey club and I'm in my fourth year here at Bath doing sport management and coaching. Um, easiest way to round up my manifesto is split into five sections. Sustainability, inclusivity, employability, facilities and rec and social sport. And yeah, I'm sure we'll cover more through your questions. Lovely. It's lovely to have you on, Ben. Um, how do you feel your experience as chair of the hockey club would make you a great sport officer? Um, I purely think dealing with such a large club, um, it's had an impact of how I've kind of changed this year as a person. Trying to lead and represent so many people from the hockey club with having nine bucks teams and then three recreational teams, I feel like it's prepared me quite well to speak on a larger level and be that voice for more students around. Yeah, sweet. Um, so obviously you played hockey a while and obviously your chairs, you've said a couple of times. Um, how will you make sure that you're fair and you treat all the sports the same? Uh, do you worry that you might prioritise hockey at all? Um, I think the best way about it is just to initially put more time into the sports that potentially I don't know as much, hmm. um, especially kind of the smaller and underrepresented sports. Think of teams like archery. I've never had any connection with sports like that. And I think the best way is just reaching out, making myself known if I was sport officer earlier, like earlier than like previous years have been just to make sure that I'm not just hockey because I don't want people to just think that it is just just that sport yeah yeah you've mentioned um, in your manifesto a lot about support and improvements for Bucks athletes in particular probably those main Bucks sports that have Bucks leagues but as you just mentioned archery how do you plan on improving sport for non-Bucks athletes but also those smaller sports that take part in Bucks as well Um, I feel the best way is kind of like I was saying about making it fair it's just throwing myself into it a bit more there's only so much that we can portray and get across in this campaign week and there's only like so much that we can be trusted with before we're actually voted into the role. I feel like the best way is just really throwing myself in, getting emails around early and meeting people. A big thing for smaller sports um, would potentially be the Sudis ground development that I covered a bit in my manifesto. It's been an ongoing problem and it was a point in Elizabeth's and I think it really could be capitalised on. On that, you've talked about the 3G pitch. Could this finally be the term where we actually get the 3G pitch developed and on campus? Well, I don't want to promise anyone anything, but all I can say is I took my time and I went to see someone who was potentially the deputy director of sport and he said I've been allowed to say this, that the 3G pitch is in its final planning now and it's Ooh. all green at the moment. So <laughs> it's looking good. Fingers like, crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> it's good. Um, you've said you want to increase uh, training courses and qualifications um, which to make them available to students and committees. Yeah. How, how do you plan on doing that? It's quite a difficult, a difficult thing to, to be able to do. How do you plan on getting the funding and things like that to be yeah. able to do that? So I think at the moment it's a really hard one to tackle because the SU don't really advertise it very well or push it very much that you can actually apply for grants and bursaries to complete specific training qualifications but you have to take the additional time to give you enough every pinpoint detail about the qualification you want and what it takes to get there. I feel like there should just be standard things that are available in the SU that you can go on. And all you should have to do is give a reason under 500 words of why you want to do it, how it's going to help the SU in your sport 
and you should be able to obtain a bit of money to help you push that especially in this like modern day of living like the um, crisis like if you we can't afford these qualifications and stuff like the idfc they need refs and at the moment like you can't pull a ref every week and just getting these people qualifications it means that students get paid 10 20 pound for a game simple things that make a big difference for students so planning on extending on what elizabeth's done so far with giving back to the hours you give back to the club you can get in reward for doing qualifications things like that so do you plan on extending on that policy as well yeah i think it's a real area to push because some students can cover their Wednesdays, their Friday nights out simply by giving two, three hours a week uh, officiating games. And I feel like hockey's a good example as well. I'm only using it because I'm there so much. One of our uh, players, Sam, he actually officiates at a school and they've covered his DBS and stuff, but he's earning enough money a week, just covers extra stuff of living and he's more than happy. And I feel like we could really utilise getting these qualifications in and then reaching out to schools and local organisations to kind of get these students part-time roles that are actually areas where they're not finding hard, they're not sitting behind a desk, and it gives them time away from their study. Yeah, so another issue that a lot of sports clubs are complaining about is storage. How would you tackle this? Um, so, quite simply, it's... Again, I spoke to the sports department. A lot of things can go in near pitches and around the STV. It just needs to be done through the right planning. So this year, we've got another container pitch side that we've been able to lock and have pinned down there. And it's one of the things, is if you speak... To the right people you can get it done but no one knows the right people because it's not signposted enough so it's a simple thing of a blanket document that goes it just points you in the right direction because there isn't that like bridge between the SU staff and the sports department that there probably should be that makes it easier for students to get things like this done. You've talked on that you've talked about making more space on campus for for sports how I appreciate some clubs don't use their their time that they're given by the SU and by by the STV. What? How do you plan on negotiating that and working through that to give more clubs the opportunity to use the space that there is on campus? Yeah. So within my manifesto, I mentioned um, about spot checks in collaboration with the sports department, and this is something that Greg over there feels is uh, highly feasible. And it's just sending one member of staff around a week, and we just pick a day in a week, and we just check all the facilities that have been booked. And it's then simply a thing of just good communication between whoever's the sport officer next year the sports department and the sports clubs themselves to have a kind of a strike policy. Obviously, I'm not in power now. I'm not be, I've not been elected in, so I'm not going to say it would be a one way or another, but it most likely would be a simple strike system that just say, you've missed this many times and you haven't warned us. We're going to have to take the space away because there is so many sports that are looking for that additional space. Yeah, and something else you said in your manifesto is that you wanted more showcase fixtures and events. I just wondered whether you could be more specific, if you have any ideas, and whether it would be something on a similar level as like the Buck Super Rugby that happens in the rec. Yeah, so the main thing is kind of, we spoke about this, myself and Abby actually at the Questions Candidates, is using rugby for rec as kind of like a foundational and seeing if we can transition it over into other sports. Because if you think about the success of the SU World Cup this year, it brought loads of different groups together. It was like highly publicised. Like there was pe- there was people there from whole like total different societies, um, and just seeing if we can do it on campus or in other areas that can represent other sports. Think of Bath Cricket Club with the men's cricket. Their varsity last year and ladies' varsity last year had a massive turnout, and it's things like that. Could we use that more? And then. It's other societies which link in. If you look at cheerleading, if you look at yourselves, if you look at any others like uh, Campus TV, they can all go down there and it can be something for more than just rugby at the rec. We can introduce it to wider sports and offer more for everyone around. Yeah. 
Sounds great to me, that. <laughs> yeah, get more, get more going. Absolutely. Um, one important thing on campus, obviously, is inclusivity. Within sports, that's quite a difficult thing to do. How, how do you plan on making sports more inclusive to all? Um, I think a very simple solution that could have been employed many years ago now is most sports societies have welfare uh, officers. And I think a big thing would be bringing these welfare officers together maybe once a month, maybe every few weeks, and just discussing problems which they find within their clubs. Because a big area here is just having the knowledge and learning from each other. If there's an issue in a big club, maybe a small club has already had to deal with this because so it's so much more compact that we could actually learn from each other. And simply just using materials which are already here, well, there is a lot, but it's not being, not necessarily pushed, but advertised well, that you can actually do a lot of research and learning within the students' union and within the library without having to pay, and it's just, yeah, it's readily available for you. Sweet. Um, so finally, we've only got one more question left. So um, the, nom uh, the nominations come out on, uh, came out on Friday. You've had a chance to read um, the manifestos of your um, competition. So obviously, Abby is your only competition for this role. Yeah. Um, is anything you read in that that you like that you sort of wished you'd put in your own manifesto? Um, I think two of the great things that Abby is actually really pushing for is the gap between performance and non-performance athletes. Um, we spoke about it in questions for candidates earlier. I wouldn't push it in the same way because it is very hard and it's probably not feasible. However, the main thing that we did both agree on and I wish I put in was her kit exchange um, and the swap there because I didn't really think about it as much, but there's also two Bath boys who created ShirtSend, which is the company that are starting an organization. And they've just sent out their first big, uh, big package of old footballs, rugby balls, netballs and kits from local schools and sending it to underprivileged areas. And it's a similar thing, it's just sustainability around People don't always want to keep their kit. We can recycle it here, but then anything left over, we can send across the world and it's going to change someone else's life. Um, so simple things like that is that I probably should have thought more into it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck throughout the whole of the week that you've got coming up and hoping it's not too exhausting for you um just for everyone listening we've got more coverage coming we've got more um election interviews coming up um we the nom the voting opens tomorrow yeah voting opens tomorrow at nine and closes on thursday at five and the results out on friday at four thanks so much for joining us ben uh wish you the best of luck